0: please visit jcastnetwork.org. Welcome to the Daily Daft Differently. I am Rabbi Joel Levy, and today we are studying Masechet Megillah, uh, Amu, uh, Daff Zion uh, Amudalef. The last chapter of Megillat Esther uh, deals not just with the victory of the Jews over their potential oppressors, but also with the establishment of the holiday of the reading of Megillat Esther and the Days of Joy um, for, in perpetuity. In chapter 9 of the Megillah... Verse twenty seven uh, we hear that Kimu uh, yehudim Alehem, the Jews accepted on board themselves Val Zaram and on their descendants after them kol Alehem and all the ones who are with them, et they won't turn aside from keeping these two days as they are written and at the right time Bakol Shana V on every single year. That these things, uh, as they are recorded, will be done in every generation, by every family, in every state. So the idea of the permanent establishment of the celebration of uh, the victory that is recorded in the Megillah is an important part of the uh, the final chapter of Mas- of the of uh, Megillat Testel. the sugya that we're going to look at, which is at the the first sugya in Zayin Amud Aleph in uh, Megillah in the um, second Megillah, uh, deals with the uh, desire to establish um, um, Purim as a permanent presence. Amar Rav Shmuel bar Yehuda. Shmuel bar Yehuda says, "Shalchalahem Esther Khachamim. Esther wrote to the rabbis, to the sages, and said, Kivuni establish me in perpetuity, establish me with permanence." What does Kivuni mean? Like establish me? Rashi says, "Leyom tov, lekriya, lihiot li To establish me that there should be a Yom Tov, a permanent celebration with Kriya, with reading of the Megillah, and it should be named after me, after me, uh, in the name of Esther herself. Having a party to celebrate the victory that's recorded in the, uh, in Megillat Esther is one thing. We can all have parties, but a party le Dorot is quite another thing to suggest that uh, the events that are recorded in the Megillah are worthy of a permanent imprint in Jewish life. That's what Esther is seeking at this point. I want to be permanent. I want this to be something which is established in perpetuity. The rabbis respond to her, they responded to her, Kin'a aton at m'oreret aleinu you're just going to stir up trouble for us amongst the nations. Um, your desire for a permanent record of this victory is going to get us into trouble. As Rashi says, <laughs> Like you, um, Your permanent festivities, year by year, will make the non-Jews think that we're just happy to keep reminding ourselves of their downfall. Say the sages, you might have a desire that this celebration should be permanent. But your desire for permanence, for constant celebration, is going to provoke and irritate those people around us who are the victims of the story, who fail in this story. We might be delighted to celebrate permanence in this case, but there, for them, that permanent celebration will be a constant reminder of their distress at the end of the story of the Megillat Often the flip side of national celebrations celebrated in perpetuity, is somebody else's disgrace. Here in Israel, we have on our day of celebration of our independence, a Palestinian festival, a recollection of their disgrace, which is referred to in their community as the Nakba. There are often slightly uneasy interactions between me and students who are studying at the yeshiva on uh, American Independence Day, where they uh, they uh, it, I get invited to come and celebrate American Independence, and uh, and then all of a sudden they'll realise that maybe American Independence um, is uh, reflects badly upon me as someone who grew up in the UK, and that uh, maybe that day for me is some form of Nakba. Esther responds to the sages. She says to them, al hayamim madai ufaras." I'm already recorded in their books, meaning the story of um, uh, of the uh, victory of the Jews doesn't just appear in in, in Jewish narratives; it appears in the annals in the uh, historical records of other nations. And for I'm not rubbing their noses in it by having a constant celebration, a permanent celebration, because they themselves are aware of this historical event. Slightly further down, in the same sugya, Esther seems to ask for some other form of permanence as well. Shalcha Esther lechachamim. Kitvuni l'dorot. Write me down in perpetuity. This seems to be a request for the canonization of the Megillah itself. Let this text, let the text which bears my name, be one that is established as a canonical, fixed text for the Jewish people in perpetuity. To that request, the rabbis respond, these fictional rabbis, the rabbis respond, They send to her, They send to This is a play on words uh, from the uh, Book of Proverbs. There's a quotation here from the Book of Proverbs, chapter 20, chapter 22, verse 20. Haló katavti l'cha shalishim Bomoetzot v'da'at. Have I not written to you excellent things of counsels and knowledge? And shalishim there, the Peshat is, have I not written to you wonderful things? But the play on words that the Midrash is based on here in the um, in the response of the rabbis to Esther is saying, Have I not written to you thrice, threefold things? Shalishim veloribbeim, three times and not four times. The sugya goes on to explain that this means, this is referring to the fact that the conflict between the Israelites and Amalek already has three repetitions in the Tanakh. It is referred to uh, twice in the Torah, um, in the book of Exodus, in the book of Deuteronomy, and it also appears in the Prophets. And three is enough. Why do we need to have yet another repetition of the ongoing conflict between the Jews and Amalek? This uh, uh, rabbinic objection is brushed aside by those in favor of the book of Esther becoming a permanent part of the canon by a little bit of uh, sleight of hand where they suggest that the uh, reference to the conflict between the Israelites and Amalek um, in the book of Exodus and the book of Deuteronomy can be elided together and form one. Uh, the reference in the prophets in, uh, in uh, Shmuel is, uh, is another, and of course there's room then for a third reference in Megillah. The broader question that's being addressed there, that the rabbis are saying to Esther is, do we really need more perpetuity? Do we need yet another reference? Do we need yet another book? Do we need to canonize another book into the Hebrew Bible? There are multiple references to the notion of kviala dorot, fixing things in perpetuity for the generations in the Talmudic tradition. Some of them are positive. We want to establish a certain thing for generations in perpetuity. Some of them are more negative. The rabbis are cautious about certain ideas or halakhot being established in perpetuity. Esther might be yearning for perpetuity. Establish me in perpetuity, she says. Establish me for the generations. Establish my writings for the generations. But we need to ask ourselves, I suppose not just as individuals but as a culture, what merit being preserved? Not all of our lives will create a permanent footprint. We might fantasize that we do have a permanent imprint on the world, but in fact not everything has to be established, Le Dorot. Viewed from the long perspective of history, the vast majority of events, the vast majority of lives, the vast majority of things that occur in the world, pass and do not leave any permanent impression. We have to work out as a culture what aspects of our past and of our cultural creativity are worth establishing Lodorot forever. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daft Differently and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the opening and close of this episode is Ufros, from the Epic Horus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.